Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. Hello again, and welcome back to a brand new series of Going to the Army. You will have noticed, I'm sure, that this podcast has taken a back seat over the last year or so, as my ministry took me in a new direction as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been producing weekly salvation meetings for Fortress Radio in that time. Someone described those as a mini going to the army every week, with the added benefit of a sermon. But I think it's best to keep the two projects in slightly different pigeonholes, don't you? When I first joined the senior band back in 1976, one of the first brand new sheets of music that I can ever remember being handed out was the festival series issue, including number 385. It was a march that I immediately grew to love playing and hearing played. Our bandmaster at Tunstall, Don Perry, explained to us British Salvationists that the march was just a little different from what we were used to, and it even slowed down at one point. And it had been composed by an American, James Curnow. So these next two episodes of Going to the Army, this one and its companion one to follow in a few weeks' time, honour the work and talent of Salvationist composers from the United States of America. And what better march to begin this double episode going to the army special on American composers than that very march. Faith is the victory, played here by the Enfield Citadel Band. Thank you. 
I came to appreciate the music of James Kerno much more over the next few years. My band at the National School of Music at Cobham played his selection A Call to Arms, and I've enjoyed lots more since. We'll be hearing more of his music during the course of this programme, of course, but I must say that the evolution of Facebook over the last few years has given me the opportunity to even get to know James a little too, and that was a bonus that I never expected. I would hazard it a pretty safe guess that the first American, or Swedish-American to be more precise, composer that I ever encountered in my army service would have been Eric Leidson. In those days, I associated him very much with variation solos. And of course, much of the music of his that remains incredibly popular right up to the present day includes examples of that type of piece. I first played the Song of the Brother at the age of 12. I can remember the first time was in a Torquay band programme at Dartmouth, Devon. And, well, let's just say I wish I had £100 for every time I've played that same piece in the interim 47 years. I think I'd be a very rich man. Well, here is that solo, the Song of the Brother, played by Derek Kane with the International Staff Band.
As I learned more about army music and musicians, it became clear to me that I'd been hearing and loving American music for much longer than I had realised. My father played Salvation Army LPs and 78s on the record player all the time in our house. And the very early English record, An Evening at the Citadel, that one with the white crest on a purple background, was a very familiar sight to me from when I was a small child. And I remember being captivated by the deep, rich bass voice of Lawrence Mallion through that recording. And what a recording it is. The song that Lawrence sang on side two became then and remains now a real favourite. Not just of me, but of thousands of Salvationists worldwide. What a thrill it was for me, as a young lad again, to find myself in the same Salvation Army holiday hotel one summer as Lawrence Mallion. And when each table shared devotions at breakfast time, he treated us to a live a cappella version of Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho. That was very special. The song on that recording was, of course, I'm in His Hands, written and composed by Commissioner Stanley Dittmer, an American Salvation Army officer. I'm in His Hands. Thank uh-huh. you. 
many of us have given thanks to God for that song. It's one of those Salvation Army classics that fills us with confidence, restores us when we're broken, and inspires us each to greater things. Knowing that whatever life throws at us, and no matter what we do, our lives are always in his hands. Wonderful. Amongst the greatest names in the list of American Salvation Army composers is the name Stephen Buller. Stephen was appointed to the position of staff arranger for the President's own United States Marines Band, and he served in that capacity for 30 years, still finding time to write, perform and compose music for the Salvation Army, including those wonderful spiritual-to-the-bone albums of trombone ensembles. How long is it since you gave one of those a listen? For the UK tour made by the USA Southern Territorial Band and Songsters, Stephen wrote the major work, Concertante. This being a piece in three movements, very much in the shape of a Baroque concertante. A work that features a particular group of instruments as the solo section in each movement. To keep that Baroque essence... Stephen based each of the three movements on chorales by J.S. Bach, for many people the greatest of all composers. So, featuring the cornets, sax horns and trombones in turn, here is Concertante, played by the USA Southern Territorial Band.
Another name that needs no introduction to Salvation Army musicians is William Himes. Now, many of us have had the privilege of meeting Bill, and upon doing so, you would never be in any doubt at all of his rock-solid Christian faith and his personal commitment to winning souls for Jesus. Many of us will have, I'm sure, knelt in dedication or rededication of our lives during the singing of the song which will, I'm certain, be the one piece that he'll be best remembered for. All That I Am was written at a time of great personal sadness and difficulty for the composer, published in the mid-1990s, and has become a favourite and a very special song for so many of us in the years since. And sung here for us by the Portsmouth Citadel Songsters, this is All That I Am.
It's time now for a couple of real classic marches. Firstly, this programme would not be complete without a contribution from Emil Söderström. Like Eric Leidson, he had his origins in Scandinavia before settling in the United States of America. And his contributions to Salvation Army music are many and varied, going back as far as 1920 and including a real curio, the Salvation Army's only published travelogue. But his marches have always been amongst his most popular pieces, and they're represented here by Minneapolis Four. And what a great performance we have here. Played for us in tribute to the Salvation Army by the great Black Dyke Band, this is Minneapolis Four. <laughs>
Another of the great early American March writers was William Broughton Sr. He was the head of a rather remarkable musical dynasty of such immense talent that their contributions to music have ultimately stretched far beyond just the halls of the Salvation Army, including Hollywood films and TV, theatre and much, much more. More of the younger generations of Broughton's later, but for now, let's hear William Broughton's 1936 march, The Roll Call, and we're going right back to 1940 for the original 78 recording by Tottenham Citadel Band. of William Broughton Sr., it's only natural for me to move directly to the newer generation of Broughtons. Both Bruce and Bill are equally as well known in Hollywood as they are within the Salvation Army, of course. Bruce having written the scores for many films and TV programmes over the years, and Bill featuring as a trombonist on a great number of scores, including some of the most well-known movies ever made. Bruce's pieces for Salvation Army Band have always been interesting to both hear and play, even if some have at times slightly bewildered a Salvation Army audience more used to marches and simple tune arrangements. The Good Old Way and the Prayer Meeting would be examples of this, pieces that take a little effort to listen to and fully appreciate. 
But right now, we're going to listen to Enfield Citadel Band play Bruce's setting of the hymn tune by Lowell Mason, another American, and titled Covenant.
The late Bill Broughton's music, in contrast to the work of Bruce, is usually instantly pleasing to the ear. Bill was very much a jazzman at heart, and this can't help but come through much of his output. Most notably, of course, in that music arranged for and played with the trombone ensemble spiritual to the bone. Including this one, an arrangement of Deep River.
It's a little bit of a cheat for me to include this next item, for although the writer was very much an American, he was born in Iowa, and indeed he lived his entire 82 years in the United States, Meredith Wilson was never a member of the Salvation Army. But a man whose greatest hits would include 76 trombones could never be far away from our sympathies. And he paid tribute to the army with the great song Banners and Bonnets. The arrangement of the song gives me the opportunity to name-check another of the great names in American Salvation Army music, Commissioner Richard Holtz, whose music, particularly some of his Christmas music, still gets played every year. Could you love the unloved, never reckoning the cost? Bringing them comfort and care, that's the creed of an army, a God-fearing army. With banners and bonnets they come. Hallelujah. recording, of course, featured the New York staff band Male Voice Chorus and one of the most popular singers in Salvation Army music history in the USA, the wonderful Olaf Lundgren.
I want to return now to the music of William Himes. As I said earlier, I've been privileged to meet Bill several times, including when he came to Portsmouth Citadel to lead our band's 125th anniversary celebrations. My own favourite piece of band music of his would have to be this one, To the Chief Musician. I've heard the composer speak about this a few times in person, how he wrote it for a specific event based on an officer's favourite songs, but somewhere along the way, although he got the songs right, Himes used different tunes from the ones that the recipient of the tribute might have chosen himself. It had never struck me as possible that, in the USA, you might use different melodies to accompany songs that are absolutely and intrinsically linked to completely different tunes in the UK. Examples of this, of course, would include Bread of Heaven, When I Survey, and, of course, Away in a Manger. And it's the first two of these that are included in this wonderful piece of music. The third melody, from the exquisite middle movement, features the tune... I Bring Thee All, one of the lovely songs of General Evangeline Booth. And using that tune today gives me the opportunity to pay a personal tribute to one of my own bandsmen here in Lincoln, UK. Harold Abbott was the band's solo horn player for 60 years prior to his promotion to glory recently. This was his favourite song, and I'll certainly be thinking of him as we hear it played. In fact, we played it this week, just before Harold's funeral, at our core here in Lincoln. Thank you, Harold, for all those years of faithful service. And thank you, William Himes, for writing such gems. Here, with that great piece, is the Hendon Band, To the Chief Musician.
must be time now for another solo. And please forgive me if I look no further than Eric Leidson again. If Song of the Brother is one of the standards for euphonium players all round the world, then Songs in the Heart fills the same role for cornet players. I have so many great recordings of this solo by players including Derek and Philip Smith, Terry Camsey, Ove Erickson, Derek Diffie, Keith Hutchinson and more. But I'm going to play one of the more recent recordings today by Phil Cobb and the ISB. Thank <laughs> you. 
combination of tremendous exciting writing and such sublime playing always fills my heart with such joy. And as the words of the song on which that solo was based read, melodies heard are sweet, but songs in the heart are the sweeter. Wow. I'm going to end this first part of the American special with another march now. And in doing so, feature the music of another great American Salvationist writer. Bill Gordon is a writer whose work includes pieces for ensembles of all types and kinds, right from the Unity series through to festival series, and this march is one of the latter. This recording features the Chicago and the international staff bands, along with the massed choruses of a packed full Royal Albert Hall back in 1987. We end then with Salvation Song. May I wish you every happiness in your life for the Lord and your service for him. Cheerio and God bless you all.
Thank you.